Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on WMR.FM. It is the 8th of September, 2022. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Weights and Biases. And uh, it's a weird day. Uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, died this morning. Um, so a uh, strange sort of discombobulating day for people who grew up in the Commonwealth and, and around the world, I, I guess. But uh not really a lot to say on that when it comes to search, except you can imagine uh, search volumes um, about all things monarchy in England and state funerals and such are going to spike. Um, yeah, it's just weird when a, uh, a, a foundation of one's life just changes suddenly like that, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It sort of threw me off. I just, I, I just found out about it. Now, when I, when I, chatted with Mary and I'm like did you know this just happened she's like we all kind of knew that was about to happen but she hadn't know that it was official and I'm like okay apparently I was just totally out of the loop this was something that like we knew was imminent uh but uh well, yeah. the, the tone the tone of CBC radio I was listening to the radio just before uh, uh getting the script together for the show and the tone of the that the whole tone of the the, the 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 radio station just changed and went somber suddenly you could feel it like like coming through the airwaves Okay, so um, the queen is dead. Long live the king. I think that's the appropriate thing to say. Yeah. Um, the uh, SEOs would be uh, interested in um, the helpful update. Um, Toronto Medical Services. They're done now. <laughs> okay. SEOs will be interested in uh, in the helpful update. It's uh I think it may well have rolled out. There's been a good deal of comment on it from a bunch of other SEOs and Danny Sullivan's making comment on it from Google's side. Um, interesting thing he had to say, even though, okay, how to say it? Barry Schwartz said, said, it, said this first. While it mightn't seem uh, content or helpful had a massive impact on a bunch of websites, if it impacted you and your website, it feels like it had a massive impact. That impact is likely to spread to more websites as helpful gets ingrained in Google's algorithm. It's a consistent ranking signal as, uh, or a classifier, I should say, as, as, as Danny Sullivan has phrased it. And um, Danny hinted that it may um, spread further or be enhanced during um, subsequent core updates. All interesting, uh, interesting bits of information. But most importantly, uh, Sullivan said, uh, ideas around helpful are sort of like important guidance that people should pay attention to. Um, if uh, you haven't seen, you see, again, Sullivan seemed to seem to signal that the the the, the um, update has rolled out by saying. Um, if you went through this initial release and had no changes, then one, congrats, lots of content is helpful and that's probably you. Or if you do have unhelpful content, uh, you shouldn't think you shouldn't think we won't figure it out and you should consider changing that changing what you're doing. So I think that's a signal that the that the update is over. It, it does seem to yeah, imply that. Now there may be parts. And, and I, I think you and I have chatted about this, like when it when it was first rolling out, that might still be trickling out, right? Like where it's a domain wide thing, like something that happens over here on page X might still not have like impacted page Y, if that's how this works, right? Yeah. Like we talked sort of about the the butterfly effect well, of search, yeah, the, the the butterfly effect of it. So that might still be rolling out. We haven't heard an official like it's over, um, and it might just be one that is never over for that reason. Does the butterfly like? does page rank ever stop flowing to go back to like one of their original, mm -hmm. um, you know, sort of, sort of mechanics. Right. So there, there is that side. I really latched on a lot um, to something that he sort of alluded to is it tying into, well, he didn't allude to it. He came out and said it other things that we're doing, like you were talking about, like core updates, I assume other algorithms are going to be piggybacking off this. We might get like better at dialing in. And I liken it because of, of who got, nailed on this one like most people you know it well, i think you, you even mentioned it earlier kind of went well that was a much ado about nothing 
right? Like there was this like big announcement and woohoo, like only if you were like really hurt, did you notice? And even then it was pretty limited. Um, so I, I liken it at this stage to like a light switch you have on your wall, right? Like either your stuff was crap and you got nailed or it wasn't and, 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 and you're fine. I have a hunch what he's getting at is they're going to be replacing that light switch with a dimmer switch, right? <laughs> and, and being able to sort of like figure out exactly where in, in between these two things it is. But I think right now we've sort of got a, it punished a few people. They haven't really figured it out yet. It, it'll be a machine learning algorithm of some kind, right? It, they don't have like quality raters sitting there going, this is helpful. This isn't <laughs> like they're, yeah. they're, they're building algorithms around this. So they're, they're going to have to get it dialed in. It makes sense to launch it and go, we have known good. We have known bad. There's a bunch of stuff in between. And we're going to have to like figure that out as we go and unleash this thing just with like, we know this sucks. So let's just start there and, and pull that out and then start dialing in. It's I think it's going to be really, really interesting and really explains why most of us saw very little. Um, but they made a big ado about it. Right. So and, and it makes sense now um, with Danny's explanation um, why why that might be and, and what's sort of coming. And, uh, you know, it's always good advice to create stuff that's helpful anyway. Like from when chatter, you get that traffic from Google, <laughs> it should be helpful from chatter. I've seen in uh, Webmaster World and I'm just in the in the in the Tweetosphere. Um, Sites that uh, are heavily dependent on AI-created content seem to have fared poorly. Um, and uh, weirdly enough, lyrics sites. Um, the, 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 the billion and billion and billion lyric sites out there um, also did quite poorly. Um, that might be a licensing thing. Uh, I think Glenn Gabe pointed that out, that that could be a licensing thing that, that Google is picking up on and now paying attention to. Um, but it also could be a, you know, sort of the, a craptastic user experience thing, as anyone who's been to a lyric site will attest. Um, so, yeah, those seem to be the losers right now. It's going to keep on rolling out. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's probably its initial iteration is rolled out. But like Dave said, this is probably an ever flux sort of thing. Um, just part of the ever-changing ocean environment that is Google. So uh, keep uh, keep doing good content. And um, uh, 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 well, and then here's the funny thing: if you got caught with this, it's not like you can rewrite your content and next week it's going to come back again because it's probably going to take another update for uh, for the recovery. And this is something Google had said like two weeks ago, right? Right. Well, I mean, you, you think about, and I think Google does view us like children. And so I imagine Google watches all these SEOs and they're like, you know what? That one bit a kid on the playground. Like, <laughs> yeah, it might've been a one-off and, 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 and we will let that kid back onto the playground, but we're going to be a little cautious around them for a while. <laughs> like, And that absolutely makes sense to sort of go, yep, you can change your ways. Yep. You can repair your content. Yep. Eventually you'll probably be invited onto the same teams again. But for a little while, you're going to have to prove. They might start, like, letting you have little things at first. And it makes perfect sense with with, with something like this that is a trust-based, um, well, you know, sort of a, a trusting quality-based system. To, to, to further your analogy, I just hope it doesn't work out, like, uh, you know, to make the kid safe, you kick its teeth in until its adult's <laughs> teeth grow back in. <laughs> like, that's, that's what Google did with, like, with uh, various aspects of Penguin, you know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, um, right where you were going with that one. Anybody who was around during Penguin is like, oh, I know what he's talking about. Yeah, just remove all that. the kids' teeth. Uh, he won't bite anyone after that. Yeah. Come up a little bit. Um, okay, so anyway, hope, helpful's out there. Um, <laughs> don't get your teeth kicked in by the Google Schoolyard monitor. Um, write good content. Okay, this one is a weird one. Uh, actually, this is a really cool one, and it makes sense when you actually look into the story, but just saying the headline is going to feel weird. Yahoo has purchased a news and social rating media credibility scoring company called The Factual in order to better guarantee accuracy and reliability of its news services. Yahoo did something. I, don't, I didn't even know they had money. Uh, <laughs> apparently they do. Um, 
Okay, to um to this day, aside from the big the big social networks, Yahoo is still the largest content network in the world, tying True. together um a staggering number of news, information, finance, um, uh, sports, what have you, properties. They even maintain a search engine. Um, not a terribly new one, but they even maintain a search engine. And uh, yeah, they bought this company called The Factual. Um, there's apparently eight people in the company and um, they're, they say they, they have a strong commitment to um, ferreting out um, unreliable news and they uh want to it looks like yahoo wants to to make um news and information distribution the uh bedrock of their um their uh well, again it gives it gives them uh, uh uh real estate to put ads all over so it's the bedrock of their company yeah it's going to be interesting to see if this leads to something more like is are they at the beginning of some kind of play into either publishing in a different way than, than they are right now like or 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 what like it, it, it are they are they about to try and do something um that is unique are they are they going to try and make the best cleanest news system and then use it to influence other um you know other systems or, or something like sort of like sell their their algorithms um, or license their algorithms out or, or something like that it'll be interesting to see um where this where this goes i i'm surprised as you know jim <laughs> I, I i was shocked because i hadn't heard this and then you mentioned it right before we uh before we went on air and i was like really yahoo i only mentioned okay. it because i saw a headline that said yahoo acquired and i'm like oh my god really acquired what <laughs> syphilis um but no um no no they acquired they acquired the factual so i guess congratulations to both companies then uh, again, I hope it works out for them. If they are doing that as a, as a way, if they have a way to algorith algorithmically ferret out unreliable sources or unreliable uh, mm -hmm. uh, information, it would be, um, and it was, and it was a, a good method. It would be um, really useful on the web these days. Okay, so you're looking at Google Search Console, and um, you've been really obsessed because your ecom site got sort of messed over by the last review update. And uh, you notice this massive decline in uh, in review impressions suddenly. Um, don't panic. Um, don't 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 walk away from your machine. It's simply Google is reclassifying and recounting some impressions, and they're not going to be counted under products. So before you jump out the window or freak out or um, you know run around the block with your head on fire, it's not it's not you. It's them again. Again, <laughs> we, just, we, we might have just saved a life, Dave. <laughs> important stuff. Uh, indeed. You know what? Something, and I don't know why this reminded me of something that occurred to me. And then I looked it up and went, yep, this, this is, is, is true. I monitor a lot of sites, right? Like that's mm -hmm. just like, I, I just, I just do in, in dashboards and stuff. And I noticed a couple oddities in, in year over year metrics. Um, and then it occurred to me to look in. And so for our listening audience, if you're like, if you look at your year over year and you're like, wow, something's going wrong right now, which is, is what sort of like drew me in. I'm like, something's not right here for a lot of states last year, back to school happened later, um, a couple of <laughs> weeks later in, in some cases. And so there were definitely some issues where I'm like, oh, and then in a couple of weeks, it's going to look abnormally good. Right, like where all of a sudden, if you were impacted, well, I guess like in, in the site I was looking at, it was impacted negatively. And I went, oh, okay, that's because of this. Um, and, and likened it. And then in a couple of weeks, I suspect it's going to go the other way, where all of a sudden it'll look better because other times, like the people were now dealing with back to school and, and weren't purchasing. Um, so, so your comparatives are going to be all wonky because the dates, the comparatives no matter are going to be do. wonky. Yeah, exactly. So, if you happen to notice that, just be aware that that is an oddity that is happening. And hopefully we will never see this again in our history that we're not dealing with bizarre schedules like that. But it just, it is something that I did notice, dug into a little bit. I'll probably mention it again in a couple of weeks because I've got it in my calendar to look it up um, and just check, was I right and did it switch back? But it's it's my best hypothesis and it's it's pretty 
pretty locked in on like with the date ranges. So I, I suspect you might be seeing some oddities based on that, um, especially for our, our friends south of the border. It's going to be a neat thing to study like long into the future, right? Just the impact of, of COVID and shutdowns and use of, and how that impacted use of behaviors. And uh, first 10 people to conduct major studies of that or get a free trip around the lecture circuit. Right. <laughs> guarantee it. Um, okay, so if you are a, uh, 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 what would the right word be in this context? Say, disciple of Bill Slosky, of the late, mm-hmm. great Bill Slosky. And, um, you know, it's everybody occurred to me to think about, but um, the uh, registration on his domain, uh, SEO by the Sea, uh, it expired at the end of, uh, end of August. And, um, when it expired, so did SEObythesea.com and all that incredible content, that uh, treasure trove of um, Bill's brain um, working through, you know, patents and ideas and just, you know, um, one SEO expressed it as uh, the, 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 basically the SEO Bible. Um, certainly, certainly our great library. Um, so SEOs by the Sea is back. It's been uh, it's going to be kept alive indefinitely by hosting company SiteGround, and um, there's a number of people in the industry who worked to make this happen. Bill Hartzer is an example. Um, uh, uh, worked, lobbied, called uh, the hosting company, and um, you know, um, vouched for uh, vouched for Bill Slosky's um, importance, which. <laughs> Uh, as it turns out, SiteGround already knew, um, already understood. So, yeah, if you uh, if uh, SEO by the Sea is now being kept alive, but if there's a donation button on that website, donate to it to uh, you know help keep it up there because um, uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's it's critical content that that needs to um, be archived forever. I I tend to agree. Let, let's take. I mean, the fact is, I liked Bill a lot, right? Like, yeah. he helped me get my start in ways like yeah. okay, maybe not as notably as you did, right? Like, because you like I I learned by watching you originally when I worked for a hosting company. Um, but, but I learned by watching Bill. A, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I it definitely had a, a sizable sizable impact um, on on sort of my career and, and interests and, and trajectory there. But let's take that aside and, and take any any personal um, aspect of that aside. I think a lot of his work will be important in future understandings of how these algorithms work and evolve at a very critical point in the evolution of, of algorithms like this. Like his, his work really spanned a very interesting chunk in time, which was the beginning to the point into machine learning and entities and 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 all of that sort of stuff and, and personalization in a really advanced way and yeah. also covered some of the patents around personalization when it failed <laughs> and that sort of stuff so it's 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 really really I, I i'm really glad to see that happen both for like me personally just to go yeah it's nice to see bill's legacy carry on uh but also just in a people coming up will get a get a chance to to, to read this what are they made as aware of it as we are Maybe not, um, but they'll find links to it. It'll show up in search, and and hopefully they can they can learn a little bit more um, about sort of how we got where we are. Not that another Bill Slosky could possibly emerge, because this planet is never going to produce another Bill Slosky. Um, but someone like him hasn't emerged yet, and uh, we're going to we're really going to feel that moving forward in this in the industry. Um, because Bill was almost like an early distant warning system. Um, yeah. They're writing about this. So three or four years from now, this yeah. is coming. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And there, I don't know that there will be another Bill. And here's why. Uh, Dave Harry is probably one of the closest. Mm-hmm. Um, because it takes a brain that is willing to go, I'm going to slog <laughs> yeah. through incredibly dry reading. And a brain that just works with that. Like, I can read some white papers. I can read some patents, but not in those sorts of scales. And they take like they take me too long, right? To to do it at at sort of the 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 velocity 
that, that Slosky did. And because he did it at that velocity, he had an understanding that isn't really parallel. The only people I could think of that would do that would just be lawyers and they're not SEOs. Right. And, and, and so I don't know that we'll have the opportunity to have that person. Uh, well, again, in our it, industry, I guess. interesting you should say that, uh, though Bill Slosky wasn't a lawyer per se, he had graduated law school. Um, he just he just hadn't taken the bar exam um, at any time. But um, he certainly knew the language. Um, and I think that that's 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 one of the reasons he could easily grind through uh, grind through patent documents and, and such. Um, anyway, the contents there. Thank goodness for uh, thank goodness for uh, uh, SiteGround and also anybody out there in uh, in the SEO world who gave an assist on this. Uh, Bill Hartzer, I'm, I'm I'm looking at you specifically. Um, thank you so much on that for 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 you know for for our legacies. Okay, um, Google's been been. Um, paying a lot more attention to or making a lot more announcements around um, its paid ad side. Um, fun one that I liked as a, as a, as a consumer of um, paid ad links, Google is now going to reject ads with links that lead to pages with like, you know, those stupid levels of advertising, you know, those uh, uh, they, 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 they sort of suck you in with these baby headlines um, based on nostalgia or, lust or greed or something you know some information you just need to have and then they just hit you with ads while making you click next to go to the next one and the next one and the next yeah. one yeah you can't pay to ad advertise those anymore no matter how much money they make you yeah that's for the best um yeah and, and we've all clicked that right and then we've all gone through it like a couple times um and and then we're like oh it's never worth it and then you'll like do it one more time and go yeah no it's really not like we, we've all done that I, I don't even feel like an idiot for going yeah it was more than once i got sucked into that stupid rabbit hole <laughs> and then realized oh they don't even show you that thing that drew you there to begin with <laughs> like nine times out of ten it's just like oh you don't even have that thing um but uh but yeah i i can't blame them i mean there's just like there's a quality score and they do not match it <laughs> Google has really ratcheted that if they're going to be um, uh, uh, keeping these sites out because um, for the, for a long time there was ads for specifically those sites everywhere. If you look at like a major uh, major uh, newspaper, um, major major radio or TV station, um, towards the bottom of the page they always have the um, the how, how to describe it the clickbait media. Um, that seems to now um, sponsor the real media. Um, those guys are all going to get all going to get knocked out of the, out of any uh, paid ads through the Google system. And good, it's it's interesting because I I know the ones you're talking about. And, uh, I don't want to mention their names or nothing. Of mine, no, I know uh, a friend of mine and oh, a coworker Justin uh, refers to them, and I hadn't heard it before, but always refer to that area as the chum bucket. <laughs> like, there you yeah, go. That's that's a that's a good term for that. I'll I'll I'll, I'll use that. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, but but it, it does make sense because it is it is the chum, uh, and it, that part will still exist, right? Like they will; those people will still be putting those ads there through different networks. Mm -hmm. um, but at least we we won't have to deal with it uh, through the Google networks. So I'm I'm happy about that. Uh, <laughs> There's uh, here's a neat one. Um, and actually, your 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 son wrote the wrote the piece. Um, yeah. <laughs> Google AI can okay. So any 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 Canadian or uh, American who lives in the northern states who lives anywhere near water knows mosquitoes grow about the size of school buses up here. And uh, if you have a lot of sugar in your diet, for instance, they're gonna come at you. So Google's AI can can predict. What sense will attract and repel mosquitoes? Yeah, it's it's a really interesting thing, and I hadn't thought of the way that this would even be done. Like we we think of things like a scent, um, <laughs> for example, and and we, and we think of these things as almost like a, a human or, or animal. Um, you know, sort of you can't quite pinpoint what it is. Like what color is purple, right? Like, and you and I will have a different thing in our head and all of our listeners will have a slightly different thing in their head with something like that. If I say that smells bad, 
I know what that means. You have a gist of what it means, but we'll never be meaning exactly the same thing. Um, and so I, I, I never really thought of the application of this one other than like maybe coming up with, with specific chemical compositions. It should have occurred to me though, when I saw like alpha fold come out, which was like just, you know, sort of sequencing all the proteins and stuff like that, that they'd be working on something like this. And what's sort of interesting um, is that they are working on scents, um, but they're basically coming up with like a, like anybody can visit sort of the, the page and, and read up on it. Um, but like an, an odor map. So sort of like laying it all out and going, okay, these specific chemicals combine in these specific ways to produce these specific effects. Um, now, when it, if you were to say something like create an odor that like Dave likes, that would be, I don't, I don't know that the system, well, I know it couldn't actually, like there'd be no way for it to know in advance what is Dave like without having a full breakdown of all the stuff that I like. But there are specific things like how do you repel a mosquito? And you can dump in all this like data and go, and these are the studied to work. death, right? Yeah. Um, um. And then sort of send it on its way. What'll be interesting is once they start sequencing that and, and putting those things out, what happens next, right? Like, okay, what do we come up with next? Or can they now just start like dumping a bunch of mosquitoes in a room and just like set the AI going, okay, try this, try this, try this, try it. And just like figuring out over time, what haven't we tried? Because I'll right now the training data is only, what have we tried? Not well, I'll tell you what not. comes next. Somebody puts it. Somebody puts it on a smartwatch. Senses, uh, senses like the, the, the chemical composition of 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 my odor, and tells me what I need to be eating to get rid of these damn mosquitoes. That's, and they make a million bucks. That's what happens. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I, I found this one. Just I, I I thought it was just a, a very very interesting advancement. What I find interesting about these things isn't just what they are. Uh, which, you know, obviously, like, I think this has a lot of practical applications. Maybe we can come up with some, like, pesticides and, and, and things like that that are, you know, less problematic environmentally. Um, you know, th those sorts of things, or even that are, are potentially less damaging. Like, it turns out mosquitoes don't like, you know, and something that we just, like, are completely inert to rather than us putting chemicals on our skin, right? That, that sort of, like, direct practical application. But these avenues of research, I find just just fascinating because we talk periodically about things like the metaverse. Um, and then you consider that, oh, okay, they're doing a lot of research into odor mapping now, right? Like clearly, like it's at the beginning, this is the first time I've seen it cross over, but like, or, or cross my plate, but, oh, okay. If, if that's an evolving thing, like we, we've seen, I don't know if you've ever been to Disneyland, but you can go over like, I think it's like over California. I can't remember the, the specific name of the ride, but like you get the scent of like oranges as you're going over, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in a very, very like rudimentary way, we, we've added odors into, into specific experiences. But if they can now generate it like this, where, oh, okay, we just need to have like a, a capsule of like just these set, yeah. um, you know, sort of substances. And now we can create multiple odors and, and interject that into the user's environment. Um, into a metaverse sort of environment, which we can make fun of, of Zuckerberg all we like, it's going to come. Um, you know, I mean, I, I just mean for like what he actually, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, sort oh, yeah. of showed off, but it will come. And, and knowing that this technology is evolving as it is, it, it's sort of exciting to go, oh, this is more senses than maybe I was thinking of. It's just not just me with like a visor on my face and a couple things in my hand. We, we can actually come up with like a full sensory experience that is customized where you and I might have a different thing because we're at different places in the room. Right. And, and that sort of thing. Thank God this is highly based on, you know, like, like personal personalized data because in, 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 in the worst of the dystopias, the AI would come up with something like mosquitoes don't like Justin Bieber, in which case we'd have to play Justin Bieber <laughs> really loudly. Apparently that, that doesn't work on Zuckerbergs. They love Justin Bieber, um, unfortunately. So you can't, you can't scare, but you can scare mosquitoes away with that. Um, anyway. Okay. So if I give you a whole bunch of terms, um, I want to see, see what they mean to you. Okay. 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 Accidental clicks, ad hiding, ad stacking, click jacking, or pop under ads. What might these be examples of? <laughs> Accidental clicks, ad hiding, ad stacking, click jacking, or pop under ads. You know, I'll let you lead this one because I have <laughs> the article up in front of me. <laughs> okay, so 
early that earlier we talked about you know google is is ratcheting up its um expectations around around ads that it's serving up um and um it's updating its uh, traffic quality uh uh, traffic quality site by by um, updating its advisors advisors advisories on what is invalid traffic. Uh, incidentally, Google considers traffic coming from accidental clicks, um, ad hiding, ad stacking, click jacking, or pop under ads to be so craptastic it's invalid. Um, and uh, These are reasons for Google to serve your ads less frequently. Um, I think this goes in with uh, Google reserving, refusing to serve ads um, for or, or for uh, 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 links that lead to um, gratuitous advertising. Yeah, one of the things I'm going to find very interesting here is does this, and I'm betting they won't let it impact um, app ads, but if it did, if you went, oh, okay, we're also going to be counting in-app experiences. Um, I, I have a feeling a lot of the crap traffic. I was, I, I like had craptastic stuck in my head because you just said it, <laughs> so traffic wasn't coming out. Um, all of the crap traffic um, that advertisers tend to get, unless they've like blocked all app categories or, or something like that, uh, would would basically disappear with a lot of like revenue for those um, app uh, manufacturers and, and Google is as well. Um, but it, it'll be, that's where I think like one of the, the, the big issues um, right now still exists. Well, there's many of them, but that's a big issue that um, I don't know that this one will, will reach out. But I, at first I was like hoping it would. And then I'm like, oh, I don't really know that they will move it over into, into apps. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Or maybe this is warning shot number one, and then it moves to apps after if I'm that assumes like I'm assuming I'm right and that it's not counting apps, but anyway, um, it, it will be interesting to see how this all plays out. I'm obviously happy about this. Anything that cleans up traffic, um, is good as a pleasant byproduct. It's tending to cut crap like tr um content as well. Like if you can't monetize, if you're trying to monetize in a crappy way, chances are you had a producing. crappy site to begin with, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> So, um, you know, I, I think this is sort of like winning on two things because it's just pulling the revenue stream from sites that probably sucked anyway. There you go. Um, and yeah, that's um, I, I agree. I think it's 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 probably a uh, cost saving measure on Google's part, um, and also Google's bid to clean up an internet that is you know quickly getting polluted with. Uh, Detris. I don't have no better word for it, but useless yeah. stuff that doesn't need to be there. It's not like Google doesn't have inventories to serve ads on or um, gajillions of people wanting to serve ads through their systems. Um, so um, they want a cleaner system and a cleaner thing to work in. Um, I don't, uh, Google's rolling out a new campaign and ad group setups. Yes, yeah. It's more just adding in a, a nice feature uh, and it's rolling out. So not everybody has it. I, I don't right now, but, or, or at least last I, last I checked. Um, so like, who knows it's rolling out. I might have it by now. Um, but anyway, what it is, is it's at both the campaign level and at the ad group level. Um, if you go in and, and you're like regular advertisers will know you can go in there, you get like a sort of a table and it has a bunch of columns and it shows you your data. If you're hopefully, the people who are listening to this show, uh, you'll be aware that you can modify the columns in there so that you're not just stuck with, with the columns that it's showing you by default. If not, well, you're in for a big surprise right now when you go in and go, oh, I can modify the columns and there's a bazillion different things you can look at. Anyway, they've added in some new ones. It's under a, a setup. It's under the setup grouping of them. But what it just lets you know is a bunch of the things on the health of your campaigns. You can start looking in aggregate across all of your campaigns. Uh, and it's things like the number of eligible site links, the, the, the number of eligible images um, that would show up. So basically, it's just helping you identify the number of disapproved keywords, right, is one of the things that they put in there. Basically, you can just look at like really quickly a health score, basically, but a really customized one for what you might be looking to address that day. Um, I really, really like it. Anything that makes it easier for me to find problems, I'm obviously ecstatic by. 
Um, it was just added in, I think, in the last probably 24 hours um, that it started rolling out. So results. You haven't had a chance to play it. with it a lot yet, but um, are there any new reporting features that come with it? No, it, it's it, from what I can I can see so far. It just it'll add additional columns into your reporting dashboard. So you might want to pull some out. Well, and this is basically when I say columns, I mean you would normally see sort of at the campaign level, for example, a list of your campaigns down the left hand side, and then your cost per click, your search impression share, your number of clicks, number of impressions, just whatever you've selected as your number of columns. This is just giving you new things that you can put in there. All of this data was available, but you really had to dig for it. Like if I wanted to know how were my individual ads, what might be disapproved, what might be disapproved within that ad, I actually had to drill down into that ad most of the time, or I had to drill down into further levels. This is giving ad, um, ad managers the opportunity to look on aggregate at, at a much more aggregated level and go, okay, at a campaign level, do I have problems with images? right at that level, then I can even know where I can start drilling down, right? And one of the things that some people might not know, I don't use as much as I should, but I'm starting to use more often is you can create templates, right? So you can go like, oh, okay, right now I just wanna like, I'm in there, I'm just managing bids. I'm gonna go to like this column setup. So you could actually just have like a campaign setup that's like check display, that's like, you know, check search, check whatever, right? So you can you can create these different sort of like templates for your for your sort of campaign or, or ad group level. And one of them might be this just quick overview of my health to let me know, do I need to dig further and actually go, oh, okay, I now know I have some disapproved images, right? Okay, let's let's start drilling down and, and, and find out which ad group those are in, which ads they're in, why that is rather than just like having to, to drill down and look. They had some mechanisms to alert. I think this is just a much cleaner way um, to do it, especially if you've like turned off, like um, sort of disregarded a notification or turned off a notification because you've already seen it, but then you forgot you saw it. Happens a lot, <laughs> right? Where you're like, okay, I already know that you turned something off and then you forget that you needed to remember to do something. Uh, I, I just think it's, it's, it's really, really handy. I look forward to playing around with it. I will be creating some like sort of like templates to just go here's my here's my health um at, at, a, at a glance so that i can quickly especially when you're starting new campaigns you can go in and go oh why were these images um disapproved why were these site links disapproved like why do i have less than the number that i would think i should have uh, oh it turns out some of them are blurry right or something like that right which happens with images they're not a high enough quality or something like that oops okay i uploaded the wrong one right i uploaded the one that's meant for a smaller uh you know it, Oops, that was meant for like Twitter, right? Or something like that. And you put the wrong image in there. Or something from what like you're describing, this is the kind of feedback that uh, people wanted to get from their ad reps. But, you know, you never get anybody on the phone. <laughs> this, yeah, is exactly, it, this is exactly what people were looking for when they were complaining about not being able to talk to anybody. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is a big one. It's just like nice, crisp, clean access to information. One of the things that I think is going to be useful as well on Google's end, but then it'll, it'll then cascade, is I'm guessing Google's going to look at which ones do people use the most? And then which ones do they click on and, and, and act on the most? Because then they'll part, uh, be able to start using that more in their recommendations or just when things appear. Like, because they'll just like send like a warning banner or something like that, or, or just sort of like alert something on the right-hand side to sort of like send you a notification or something. They'll be able to customize that for people who aren't maybe using these because they're not aware that you can go and modify your columns or they 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 don't know what these things might mean. So they're not doing it at an advanced level. Um, you know, I, I think that'll, that'll, I think it'll be a really, really big benefit first for people who do know what they're looking at. But I think there'll be a, a nice benefit even for people who might not even know how to use this that because some of us will use it because we know what to do with it, um, that they'll be able to benefit hopefully down the road with Google customizing some of those alerts based on the features that we sort of tell them we use the most. Okay, I am really going to be stepping into a quicksand of how that of I don't know how this works here when I when to, to bring in this next story, okay? Because honestly, I don't understand what this is about or why Google would do this. But the headline reads: Google Ads top content bids stop working October twenty twenty two. Google's going to stop supporting top content bid adjustments and just default uh, people who are using that just defaulted to zero percent. Is this saying that people can't? place themselves constantly in number one position? 
what they're getting here i hate this um what, what they're doing here no it's a little bit different than that and it's it's one of these cases where they're chiseling away at our control okay um, and it's what it's what really really bothers me so on the display network you have the ability to bid adjust for top content so basically it's telling google the top content you have that fits whatever criteria, whatever audience that I might have, I'm willing to bid more to that. So yeah. whatever the top is in my sector, if it's like, here's the top, whatever, 15% of the, the like publishers in my sector, I'm willing to bid more when I'm appearing there because I want to be stronger associated with it or what. Okay. Uh, okay. This is Google going, you don't get to do that anymore. So um, Google picks and chooses where your ad gets placed. Yeah, exactly. And I have a feeling what they're, if I'm going to guess, because I think they, despite claiming once upon a time to not be evil and then taking that off, I think this is the, one of the reasons that they took that off. Um, I mean, I don't really view this as specifically evil, but it's, it's kind of scummy in my opinion, is it gave us the ability to go, one of my... For example, like I might go, one of my big like missions with my ads right now is to be associated with top content. I might put a hundred percent bid adjustment and go, I only want to appear on top content because I want my brand associated with that. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, this is a, a perfectly reasonable thing for, for, for an advertiser to want to do. This is Google going no. And I have a feeling it's because they found that their public, again, this is just a guess. I, it's not like Google went, here's what our publishers are doing right now. But I have a feeling the publishers at the lower level, the ones who weren't like top content or even anywhere close, were starting to look to other networks because they weren't making a lot of money uh, because people were bid adjusting to pay more for the for the top content, right? That's, that's, I know, I often did. I'd go like, yeah, I'll pay an extra 10, 15% to appear in top content. I know that that content is more trustable. My ad will probably be more trusted there, right? Depending on the, the ad and, and the specific purpose of it. But there were reasons for that. So I have a feeling what they're trying to do is placate the people towards the bottom, um, you know, and, and, and make sure that they're, they're getting it. I also just hate any time when Google's going, just trust us. We know it's best for you. Like I just, it just bothers me. And this is just one of those cases where you're taking away a control that I, most people probably didn't use it, but people that did were the people that I think they most want to remove those those reins from because they're probably the people managing the larger accounts right like the people who, who know that some of the more advanced features so anyway this is just one of those cases i don't like it um it's heading into a but it's i guess it's we we're watching google head into the give us your money give us a gist of what you like in your ad copy and just shut up and and, and let us just keep shoveling that that credit card payment in and, and we'll just keep like outputting whatever you tell us you want to output and you you just need to trust us that this is the best way to do that. That's that's the the way they're they seem to be heading uh, with a lot of their their ad formats is is taking the control away. And eventually, I think they're trying to make um, sort of managers not obsolete um, but less necessary um, for for a lot of for a lot of business types. I, I I think we're like a long way away from that. If not like even if it just doesn't completely fail because i think there's something to be said a big thing to be said for for human intervention that's not just my bias that's just like the humans know how to innovate better than machines do um you know but because a machine can only do what it's taught it only knows the ad copy it was taught so it can only iterate on that um whereas we can come up with something brand new based on what we're hearing um for for example but anyway this is just one again an example of them going we're going to take away a control so they're not improving something for you to make more money they're just taking away a control from us to make more money and that's that's where i i have a big problem with this so anyway if you couldn't tell i'm not a big fan um indeed i don't think i am either <laughs> I, I i absolutely believe that advertisers should have the right to say um I'd prefer to be over here than over there. Um, well, out of curiosity, what's an example of talk content? Like, what are you, like abc.com or? Yeah, I mean, I, I would like it. I mean, it, it's going to vary because, of course, that's based on I've said my audience is this and, and my audience targeting is is this. So I'm going to guess it like, yes, if abc.com is running AdSense ads, absolutely. That that would fit one of their, their talk content. But it could be anything, you know, as, as specific as like one of the best niche sites. I could look at like, I work in machine learning, right? Like, so, I mean, 
okay, I work as an SEO, <laughs> uh, you know, in, in the machine learning space, I would look at something like towards data science, right? It's it's one of the the better known um, of, of the, the publishers um, in, in, in the space. Now, I don't believe they, they monetize using the AdSense, which is, is totally fine, or through Google Networks. Um, but if they did, they would be a great example of, are they top content? Yes, they're one of the most popular um, sort of blog in, in, in the space. And, and they have, a, they have a vast amount of content, so they would count as top. Whereas, you know, Dave's two-bit opinion on his Medium post, right? I'm referring to me there, not some other Dave that I'm throwing under the bus there. Speaking on machine learning, it should not. But now all of a sudden, they're, they're going to be sort of leveled out. Now, do I think that Google will have their own automated mechanisms to go? People on, on like Dave's Medium post are not the same. And we're going to need to like make sure that we're paying towards data science more because of the volume they deal with or or whatnot or, or the quality, like their quality score is higher as a domain level or, or something like that. I, I, I'm sure they have mechanisms to make sure that that's getting into play where they're trying to deal with that for us and going, we'll give you more clicks over here. Right, because uh, we'll we'll automate this this perk, but just trust us, we're going to do it the way you want us to. Uh, that that's what I think is is sort of happening, but that that would be an example that that I could see. Um, SE Roundtable, right in our space. Do I think yeah. they would be you know top content? Yes, they would be an example of of sort of top content. Um, whereas you know, there's other like SEO companies who have blogs. I'm sure they're fine blogs, but they're not top content blogs okay right? like they're they're just they're 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 good they occasionally publish they do some stuff and and it's not bad um you know they didn't get hit with the helpful content update right they didn't suffer from that but at the same time they're not like getting mass links because every seo because barry schwartz has mentioned a hundred times on every podcast right like, <laughs> there we go that's all you did there <laughs> okay we got time for one more this is almost almost an in-depth story but we're, we're rounding the corner so quickly um, video is becoming more and more important um, in uh, in SEO, in uh, marketing, on uh, social media. Um, Google is is even putting a priority on uh, video content and, and tending, tending to uh, index video content and rank it a lot faster, especially if you, if you got your YouTube channel um, tightened down. So uh, Facebook, which almost never tells anything about how it prioritizes or um, for one of another term, and this term doesn't work, but ranks content and prioritizes, I think is, is, is a better way to phrase it. Um, Facebook has, 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 uh, has announced four signals that are positive and four signals that are negative when it comes to determine which videos should be shown with more frequency to more people across their network. The uh, four positives are originality, audience retention, audience loyalty, and engagement. Um, negative signals will include engagement, uh, will include in, uh, engagement bait, sort of like saying, uh, click here to like this video if you agree with me. Um, watch bait, which is like um, just stringing people along to the very end, like those damn endless uh, <laughs> advertising sites. Or you know, run-of-the-mill clickbait, which anyone in the SEO field is like way too familiar with. Um, but back to the back to the the the, the, the positive signals: uh, originality, audience retention, audience loyalty, and um, unprompted engagement. Um, all of these things are fairly easy enough to um, to how to say it to prompt from your audience to you know. Mm -hmm compelling content will keep people watching it and have them come back for more. There's retention and loyalty uh, uh, taken care of. Originality, there's only so many uh, videos of cats unrolling toilet paper that are ever going to make it on the internet. Um, unless your cat looks has a facial disformity, in which case we'll all love it, um, like Grumpy Cat. It's true. Um, so yeah, so that's originality and uh, engagement. Uh, I think, it's, I, th I think it's really cool that Facebook publishes this. I don't think it means that everyone's got a chance to rank well for their video in Facebook. No. No, and it, the one that I found interesting here was originality. Um, and, and the reason that I find it interesting to see in there is it's up for sort of interpretation, right? And 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 I, I you probably know, she, she shared it. I probably discussed it. But Mary, um, re really 
she likes TikTok. I, like, yeah. and I, I, I get it. Like, so, so do I. Um, but she digests more of it, and, and it actually keeps me appraised of like sort of what's going on. And, and what I've gathered from much of it um, is a lot of that is based on yes, kind of being original, but duplicating something that somebody has already done, following a viral trend, so to speak. One of the the recent ones, probably not the most recent, because it's like a few days old now but like it's corn it was turned into a song it was from a kid right? like i had this like <laughs> thing about corn how much he loved it it's got the juice right like anybody who's like listening right now seeing that probably now has that stuck in their head i will for the rest of the day the song goes with thanks it. dave and then a bunch of people immediately started making videos to yeah. the song that was created right so does that count as original or is it just a regurgitation in facebook's algorithm but twitter it's exactly what you're supposed to do. So, but I know Facebook's viewing a battle with Twitter. So, oh, how TikTok, are they making originality TikTok. or TikTok? Yeah. Um, so, how are they viewing original in that content, right? And and, and in that context, that I'll find interesting. Uh, or does is it be, that there's a bunch of different things they look at and they're like, yeah, it's not really original, but the engagement's through the roof. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like you, you don't have a lot of links, but your content has like a high retention rate on like from an ad or something like that, right? Like, so, okay, we're going to, we're going to like trust this thing, right? So in an ad context. the next time you find yourself standing on a stack of paint cans because you want some of that social media clout, blink twice <laughs> if you got Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> we'll come and rescue you. Okay. We've gone around the clock. That's it. We're at the uh, full top of the hour. So uh, we got to get, we got to get out of here. Um, there's actually people coming up right after us in the studio. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Weights and Biases, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Uh, you've been listening to Webcology on WMR.FM recorded live to podcast on September 8th, 2022. Stay well, rank well, take care of each other, be nice to each other. And uh, we'll talk to you later. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.